Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I think that's five, uh, six, yeah. five? It's five. Yeah, five. Anyway, we're going to go and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. It's Matt. And I'm Michael. That's right. Matt is back. I'm back. Matt's back. I'm back. I'm you so know, happy to it, be back. Look, when it's when it's dad cinema time, we got to get Matt <laughs> back. Call. We, we, know, we, we, we got him on speed dial under D <laughs> yeah. for dad. Yeah, um, I got a gimmick. I got to lean into it. That's that's right. Um, but yes, we will we will be talking about Indiana Jones 5. Um, at the tail end of the show, in the review portion, we will be spoiling the film. So fair warning now. I will warn you again before the movie starts, or before the review starts, I should say. Um, we will not spoil anything during the news. So Dylan, what you got? All right. I'm going to kick us off with a New Yorker article. Ooh. about um, It's an interview that they did with, um, his name is Richard Dixon. He's the, uh, they describe him as the Willy Wonka of Mattel. He's like the chief operations officer or okay. something. Whatever, you know. Um, he's <laughs> I the guy be the play. Willy Wonka of Bedrock. What is that? Dude, that'd be... Okay, I mean, anyway. he can't be. There you go. Go on. Uh, uh, the, the article is called After Barbie Mattel is Raiding Its Entire Toy Box. And it's kind of about um, their plans post the Barbie movie. Because they're, okay. they're considering... They're assuming it's going to be a huge success. So they're like, what's next? And they already have um, apparently 45 films in okay. development. All right, calm down, Sony. But they've announced <laughs> they've announced within this article and outside of the article a handful of them, um, and they all fit under the umbrellas of girls, wheels, and action play. Is how they how their teams are like within Mattel. So so Hot Wheels is under Wheels. So we're gonna get a Hot Wheels movie. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that, Michael. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't, don't want to bury the lead here. Buckle up, they, Michael. They describe these movies as toyetic, and they're talking about <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying that films need to be toyetic because what is uh, that like mean? it means that like IP is king. We like if, mm. if we know what it is going in and the movie is basically an ad for toys and it can be a good movie, then it's like perfect synergy for them, you know? So what they're doing is they're licensing out their stuff and they're helping match the properties, their own properties with writers and directors, and then the studios fund the entire film, basically, is how it works. Okay. Um, and they outline uh, actually a ton within this article that I'm just going to run through, okay? Um, sure. Okay. The first one is a Barney movie. We, I think we briefly talked about this one, but we got a couple more details. It's a Daniel Kaluuya-produced surrealist what? Spike Lee Jones A24 type that leans into millennial <laughs> angst. What? I can't wait. That sounds what radical. What does that mean to you? My, I'm into it. I mean, me too. My fir- the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Barney's Great Adventure. So I mean, this is full so circle, circle moment. Yeah, I'd have to see it. I don't wow. know what like the millennial angst part could be. Like maybe he's like, oh, who knows, dude? Created <laughs> just to entertain or something like that. I don't know. I don't know where That's... they were going with that. This is bananas. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> any more? Anything else to say about uh, Barney? No, um. As long, I mean, it, there better be uh, Baby Bop and uh, the yellow one. BJ, BJ, Thank and Baby you. Bop. Thank you. You're welcome. They better Maybe all... they could bring back some famous like Barney alums, you know, like oh, Selena yeah. Gomez and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> that, possible. that would be it. That's it. Um. Okay. There's also an American Girl movie. Um. It's described as Booksmart meets Bill and Ted. 
like the uh, American Girl doll. Yeah, these are all toys. Everything that's I want to tell you. That's a Mattel product. I didn't know that. Interesting. I guess so. Huh. Um, there's also a Lena Dunham directed and written Polly Pocket movie starring Lily Collins. Uh, <laughs> Polly Pocket. What is kind of like it's kind of yeah. like the same formula as the Greta Gerwig Barbie because Lena Dunham's sure. like an existentialist writer, you know. <laughs> I don't know what all these movies about toys are going to be about death. I love that. Yeah, I don't know what Polly Pocket could be about. Um, <laughs> existentialist. I don't know. Be... I hope they really lean into the wild nature of these, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's incredible. Speaking of Hot Wheels, Michael, um, yes. there's a J.J. Abrams directed or okay. produced Hot Wheels movie that they said will be, quote, grounded and gritty. What? Yeah. Dylan, what is the date? Is it not? Uh, it's not. It's, it's not, not 4-1. No, not today. Okay. This is not from The Onion. It's not. This is this from is The inc- New Yorker, This Michael. is incredible. Like, this is... What a press release. It's actually like a very so well written like the show on. This is my Comic Con. It's a great article. Like I know like it's a New Yorker, so it's gonna be like written kind of flowery, but it's like really yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. like it's really there's a lot of it, information here too. I've been sitting yeah. on this Hot Wheels news, Michael. I knew we were probably gonna talk about it on this. I was sitting on that. Oh my <laughs> god. You reacted exactly how I thought oh, you good. would. So oh, are you hyped god. for that, Matt? Oh uh, you know, I <laughs> for mean, gra- grounded and gritty hot I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, as an IP, Hot Wheels really knows how to market itself outside of just making toys. Like Forza has the crossover, and that's really addicting. It's a really fun uh, add-on to Forza Horizon. Um, okay. Their own video games are good. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt uh, because you know JJ, I like JJ Abrams, um, and I like Hot Wheels, so you know I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I liked. Um... Oh gosh, there was a Hot Wheels video game forever back. I never was a big Hot Wheels fan anyway. I never really was a big car collector or toy car collector, but I I think that is the that is an awesome property to to adapt. Yeah. Oh yeah. For I think sure. you could I would, not I'm not to open. And I'm open to it. I don't want to open any sort of, and gritty. Yeah, I don't want to open any mat wormholes, but like I feel like this <laughs> could achieve what Speed Racer did not. Uh, ooh, that's a really bold prediction. Because Matt loves um, Speed Racer. I by mean, the way. you mean like uh, I, I could talk about Speed Racer financially, uh, right? Uh, oh yeah, not not creatively. Obviously, creatively, it, can't, it won't a, be better. Yeah, nothing. No, yeah, no, I, nothing could. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Speed Racer stand. If anybody has guessed already, I could talk about the movie for hours. Come Stay over to tuned. Like and um, Matt, Matt's going to start doing a weekly serialized uh, discussion and breakdown on the. Extended Speed Racer universe from the specifically Wachowski's <laughs> cinematic. Yeah, yeah I've okay. Got, okay, I've got pages and pages of stuff I'm working on. It's a lot. Like Ugh. Charlie Day with the notes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, they had me until grounded and gritty because like if they're not doing loops, then like what's the point? You know. Oh no, I think they do loops. I think they do all that stuff, but it's like dystopian and Mad Maxi. Like they sort of like they have to do it because they have to. Like the streets make them. Or whatever. That seems the opposite of grounded, but I, well, I, I feel like right. it's. I hope I feel right. like it's going to be like hand, like the look of the movie. I feel like it's going to be like handheld. Like you're going to have cameras on the cars. Okay. And I feel like it's good. I feel like that's how they're going to keep it grounded. They're going to. I think they're going to try to keep what you're seeing, what you've seen before. Like, 
I don't know, like in race cars and whatnot. I don't know. That's just how 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 I'm interpreting that statement. And any okay, other any other IPs you want to bring up, Dylan? I'm about a third of the way through them, so we need to move on from Hot Wheels. Okay, because I'm <laughs> scrolling and there's some. I, I opened up the article. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, there's go ahead. There's some wild yeah. stuff. There's a Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, okay, that, I mean, Vin, we've, already seen, we, we've already seen that. Yeah. What's what real steel? There's, there's <laughs> yeah. um, they can confirm a couple canceled projects. There's a uh, Ridley Scott's Monopoly is no <laughs> longer moving forward. <laughs> what? No longer moving forward. No. Gritty and grounded Hot Wheels is on the table. Really failed. Okay, it said really dropped out. But Wiggly Scott Monopoly is off. Yep. With the Donald Trump villain. And apparently, <laughs> also, I know you'll be upset. The Uno movie is not currently uh, happening. I'm, I'm beside myself. I know you weren't really hyped for that Uno movie. Like you wouldn't stop talking about. I it. was. I, I brought. I bought a draw four shirt. <laughs> okay. Um. This a brief one. Incredible. They talked a lot about Masters of the Universe and how they want to be a huge franchise and everything. We know about this one. Uh, it might still star Noah Centineo. I don't know. Um, there's a Magic 8-Ball horror comedy written by the Cocaine Bear writer. You know what? Hey, that that might have some legs. I like, that. Uh, I like, I that. like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea a lot, actually. Sign me oh. up for that one. I'll be there. Okay. Um, apparently, we got, we're getting a Viewmaster movie. They didn't provide okay. any. They didn't provide any details. All right. They just you did look, say we're, we're getting it. Be like look. Jumanji, where when you click the thing, it sucks you into whatever you're looking at. We need to relax. <laughs> this is our new MCU, Michael. This is and it. Barbie is Nick Fury. What are we calling it? Assembling the, the toys. The MCU okay. MCU now stands for Mattel Cinematic Universe. Wait, what do they call it? Toy Toyetic. Yeah, the Toyetic films. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Mattel Toyetic Universe. MCU. It would be cool if Mattel as an entity existed within all of them. You know, yes, like hmm. a through line, like a Will Ferrell, maybe uh, throughout all of them. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. There's a Boglins movie. Um, Boglins, to, <laughs> that's cool. They're saying it's a Gremlins with a twist, um, and that they they said they have a they have like a bunch of millennials that want to make it. Dude, I loved Boglins <laughs> when I, I was a kid. I don't know what Boglins is. I'm sorry. They, they're little hand puppets. <laughs> they look like this. Uh, it's in the are... chat. Yeah. Okay. That's ugly. I mean, yeah, those are great. They're cute. I mean, that's 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 the vibe. That's all they do. They're little rubber hand puppets that look like monster heads with arms. I wonder what the twist would be. They're alive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, a bass fishing movie. Um, oh, they described it as an intense sports <laughs> drama about a cheating what? scandal in competitive fishing. Wait, hold on. That actually just happened <laughs> in real life. There was yeah. a- there was a huge cheating scandal in bass fishing, actually. Yeah, people adding weights to the fish and stuff. Yeah, people, I think, got arrested for that. Well, I'm <laughs> excited for that. I love competitive fishing. Uh, that's a, Yeah, that's my favorite sport to watch. It's a sport? Um, uh, that's what they say. It's on ESPN. Yeah, it's a sport. <laughs> um, apparently, we're also getting a Bob the Builder uh, movie. They didn't I mean, say that makes sense. A, a director. That one like makes the most sense to me. Yeah, that's like That's like obvious. Yeah. Um. And last, last one I have here, I might have missed a couple. Is a major Matt Mason movie. Uh, I don't know if Matt, Matt, are you excited for that? No way. They describe it. They described it as close encounters of the third kind for adults. It's prestige and asks pointed questions about life and our place in the universe, starring Tom Hanks. 
What? Yo. Okay, hold on. I can actually explain that. Uh, Major Matt Mason is like Tom Hanks' like favorite toy of like all time. It's wow. the reason he got into space. It's the reason he was a huge space nerd seeing 2001. That's why he got into Apollo 13 and all that. This is like a passion project of his. So I really want cool. to see this now. Okay. That'd be great. Well, I think that's all. Uh, and any I missed, Michael, that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, no, you got it with the uh, <laughs> Viewmaster. <laughs> You're not hyper Viewmaster movie, Michael. I, no, I am. I I want to see all of this. Um, um. Yeah. Okay. Who owns Rubik's Cube? Do they? Oh, I don't know. I, think it's uh, a... I don't think it's Mattel. Hasbro. Probably. I'm waiting for the Pictionary movie. I'm looking at Mattel brands right now. Um, <laughs> Monster High. I know they did. They do like cheap movies, but they should do like a big Monster High movie. Okay, I have to move on from Mattel. That's enough. <laughs> Just revealed thirty movies. Okay. Um, That's a whole show. We're getting a whole show on this. We actually we could. could. Yeah. There we got a brief trailer at Anime Expo. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Anime Expo 2023. I saw some videos. It looks pretty crazy there. But Warner Brothers Japan had a panel and they announced and showed a trailer for a show they're producing um, called Suicide Squad Isekai. Um, and yes. if you know what Isekai is, it's like a genre of anime where someone gets transported to another world, basically. Is- isekai Up in digital. translates into different world. It's yeah. someone, yeah, it's like, it's and they always have like the really long titles, like... <laughs> trapped in another world but i'm just a crime boss who's friends with a baker or you know stuff like that exactly they all sound like that uh i don't know if this is just like another world as in the anime world is the other world or if like the suicide squad is getting transported i'm not sure it's not clear they didn't give any story details or anything but the trailer had a um a lot of harley and joker and then a brief glimpse at amanda waller but are y'all hype or would you watch a suicide squad anime uh, and also we were reviewing it probably not the trailer was cool though yeah i, mean, I, I, I like the trailer was 2D. yeah i mean i it's this would I'm, I'm not gonna see it it looks cool but i yeah yeah it was a little too harley joker uh centric to get me excited i don't know i want to see other suicide ah. squad members yeah i wonder who else they would get yeah i don't know um Real quick, Tron Aries update, which is they're expecting to shoot it soon, but who knows? Um, mm-hmm. the, they added uh, Jody Turner Smith. Um, we don't know who she's playing. Greta Lee is playing a programmer, and Evan Peters. We don't know who he's playing. I guess um, they're joining Jared Leto, who's playing Aries. Please bring back Garrett Hedlund, please. And Olivia Wilde. I would. Yeah, I I need them back. <clears throat> I wish it was just a sequel with them, but. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the whole plan is with this, but I'm I'm excited because I love that I love Tron stuff, so I really like Tron Legacy, but um it didn't do very well and uh I I, I see why they're trying to like go in a different direction, but also like I don't want to see Jared Leto. I don't know. It's yeah, like a big detractor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big hit. I really liked Legacy, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. So it might have been since theaters. So I don't. Wow. I don't know if my memory is, you know, glossing over problems. I don't know how well it holds up. 
the de aging. Uh, yeah, hold up. It's about the well, same as Indiana that was Jones. one of the first movies to do it, though. Mm-hmm. Big movies, anyway. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. yeah, to attempt it. Um. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, we got a couple Dune newses. We got a new Dune two trailer comes out uh, November third. This is yeah. the 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 second half adaptation of Dune Part One, the follow up to Dune. Um, I said the same thing like three different ways. Uh, it, <laughs> it, um, I thought, the press releases. It showed a lot. Um, we got a glimpse of like Florence Pugh and um Christopher Walken and mm-hmm. I don't know every everything. It, it what looks. Y'all think? I mean, it's great. I mean, it. It's less exciting, I think, than the 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 first trailer because, like, this is definitely more talking and setting like plot than just like look cool here, shy halud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's like more characters, yeah. and I, I, but I, it looks great. Obviously, it's going to be incredible. I'm super, super excited. Yeah, I can't wait. This this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year of the year. Agreed. I do think maybe it shows a little too much. So. If you're already in for Dune 2, I would say maybe just give it, you know? I don't know. We'll need to watch this. Um, but Deadline announced that um, apparently a Dune 3 is happening, or they want it to happen, adapting Dune Messiah into one film. Oh, really? Oh, no. Um, oh, and no. It says that it's Denis Villeneuve wanting to complete his trilogy. Uh, obviously, like, these are all these announcements are like, we would love for this to happen, and it's not going to happen if Dune 2 doesn't perform you know so mm-hmm. it's a maybe but they're working on it so i don't see how you fit that whole book into a movie when you had to split the first book into two movies it doesn't really make sense to me but i trust i trust denny i don't know yeah i mean i trust him no matter what he's batting a thousand so yeah no kidding and dune 2 will be no exception <laughs> absolutely i'm so Guaranteed. excited so Dimax better be up in time for that. I'm just saying. It, yeah, right. I'm sure it will be at Regal. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> if it's not, you got to come down to Sugar Lane. I'll, I will actually for Dune. I would. Um, that's pretty much all I got, though. I'm done. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do, uh, do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first from Sumerian Comics. Uh, from E and E Pliskin and Benson Chin, the writers of Heavy Metal Drummer, which I really liked a lot, is pink elephant it's a psychedelic uh what do they call it here uh 80s slasher weird indie david lynch-esque story so there you go it's also slightly smaller than a regular size comic so it's kind of neat you threw a lot of words there at us yeah it's a lot of word soup but it looks (laughs) weird and i like weird so yeah um my pick is a new dc event launch title uh kind of prequel 
It's called uh, Night Terrors First Blood Number One. And this came out this week along with a bunch of tie-ins. Um, for those who don't know, this is like, it's called Night Terrors. It's a story about everyone going to sleep. <laughs> the whole world's asleep and they're having night terrors. Okay. And it. DC is going on a break until September. These are, we're having like 15 or so two issues of mini series. Um, they don't tie into each other or the main title very much. So you can skip them all if you want, or we okay. pick and choose what you, I, I suggest picking cherry picking your favorite characters, you know, yeah. because you're not going to have much else DC for the next couple mm-hmm. months. So, mm-hmm. um, and I read Ivy that was really <clears throat> good too, but okay. Check out the main title. Check out this first blood one. See if it's something that's interesting. And there's some really good covers too. So that's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so my pick this week is barnstormers. Number one from dark horse. Uh, Scott Snyder is writing a uh, early 20th century adventure comic set in 1918 with a young young man who is a uh, uh, adventurer who's traveling from town to town in his plane, and he meets a woman, and it's a life changing uh, meet, and it's gonna just lead into more and more adventures. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where this book goes. It has some great artwork too. Oh, it looks it's beautiful. It's yeah. by Tula Lote and she never does interiors. So right. it's very exciting. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Moving on to my news. Um, so got a couple of home video release updates for everybody here. Um, got a couple of arrow announcement. Well, actually, they're all arrow video announcements, and we all have arrow video in this house. Um, <laughs> we have some 4K updates. Um Coming soon, this was announced just like a couple hours ago, so there's not like an actual article. Um, Blood and Black Lace, the Dario Argento classic, is going to get a 4K uh, release. It hasn't had a English release in oh, years. I don't even know if there's even an English Blu-ray. Um, so I that's think exciting. there is. It's, wow. So that's exciting. And then, and then it's, if you remember, uh, for a couple of years, I've been talking about these various Argento 4Ks they've been doing. They're going to have two versions. They'll have a regular one and then one with a uh, Italian cover with the uh, original Italian poster as the cover. So that's cool. Um, we also have the original ring. Uh, Ringu is going to get a 4K, which I, we actually, I think I might, we just came up. We talked about the this movie recently. I don't remember why. Um, I mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, you know what? I think that was on the episode that I did by myself. I just talked about a bunch of stuff. That was a, that was a weird episode. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I re- I recently rewatched The Ring, the the Japanese one from 1998. It's so good. It's so so good. And we're gonna get a 4K. And there's never been a 4K. So very very cool. Nice. You guys like The Ring at all? Uh, I, I've only seen the American one. I've seen clips the, from the, the American original. one's good. Yeah, the American one's uh, it's a little it's creepy. It's scary. Like yeah, it's, it's for really the time. creepy. I haven't watched yeah. it oh, yeah. in a long time. But like, I think, uh, oh, you know, I know why we talked about it. Because there was a trailer for that movie, The J-Horror Virus, the documentary, Dylan, about the uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Japanese horror mm. documentary. Um, but this is like, The Ring is great. If you've never seen The Ring, this is the time to hop on the train. And now for the weirdest or the weirder um, Arrow <laughs> video release I've got for you here, The Psycho Collection 4K. That's right. Did you know they made Alexa. more than one Psycho movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they made four of them. And uh, I, I th- you know what? Psycho 2. Psycho 2 is really good. 
Psycho 2 is actually pretty. Michael I love, Scott. I love Psycho 2. Psycho 3 is fun. Psycho 4 is terrible, but you know oh, what? Yeah. It's okay. We, we, we allow it. It's okay. But there's a really cool edition. It's really pretty. Uh, I will send it in the discord channel. So everybody can see it that by everybody. I mean, Dylan and Matt, um, <laughs> Coming oh, with wow. a bu- bunch of cool covers. stuff. Yes, very cool, very cool. Um, UK only for the time being, but I'm sure this will get an American release. Um, either way, super excited to get these. Because nice. uh, these I've, films are great. I haven't seen Psycho two in forever. Wait, Psycho one. The... I don't need to watch Psycho one again. Like I've seen it a million times. <laughs> Yeah. But two, three, and four in 4K and their newly their new remasters, please. Why didn't they right. 4K the, the remake? Uh you know what? <laughs> I mean they did. It's called Psycho One. It's on here. The remake is a shot for shot. It's a copy. I, Wouldn't that be funny I, if that Have was we the, ever talked about that? Like... Dylan, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? That psycho remake that uh who made that? Gus Van Zant? I've never Zant. seen it. I've only seen of all that of all these. I've only seen the original one. And so, you do you know like the 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 gimmick with the Psycho remake? No, it is a shot for shot remake. It is it is he made oh, the same movie. Yeah, I mean, and not like a wow. This is kind of the same. Like he they said this is a shot for shot remake. It's supposed to look identical to the old Psycho film, but in color with modern cameras. Yeah, and new actors. It's yeah. It, it's giving Lion it's, King. Yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> It's um, not good. So we, we talk about Stranger Things a lot, obviously. And one thing that we sort of a recurring theme with us is that we forget how much we like Stranger Things when it's not around. Don't say we. Hey, you've agreed with me in the past. Like I like Stranger <laughs> Things, like when it's not like out or about to come out or has just I mean, I'm come not out. thinking about it. Yeah. It yeah, yeah, it just goes away. And I just don't remember how much I love Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting some Stranger Things news starting to eke out for uh, season five. And, Ooh. you know, we're, it's it's looking cool. Um, <laughs> they've got Dan Trachtenberg, who directed Prey, uh, on to direct an episode. Sweet. Which is really cool. Because I, I thought um, that uh, Dan Trachtenberg, I thought, I thought Prey was directed very well. Great. Prey was beautiful. Yeah, I don't remember what else he. Oh, he did Ten Cloverfield Lane, didn't he? Uh, yes, I think that's him. Yeah, this is very good news. Yeah, that's really good news. That's exciting. So, and we don't. I don't think we have a date on Stranger Things season five, but we normally don't. They just sort of tell us, "Hey, we're working on it." All right. Nothing uh, has a date. Right. Well, and there's there is also um an animated ser- Stranger Things animated series has been confirmed. So there's, I don't know what's coming out when, but. Stranger Things season five, it's happening. Um, we got an update from Jason Blum, Dylan. If you're not Ugh. peeking, do you want to take a guess on what it's about? Unless you're I, I already know. Okay, Sorry. Matt, you want to take a guess? Jason Blum from the Blum House. What's the updating okay. us on? Uh, ooh, Exorcist. No, Spawn. Dang. Oh no. Um, yeah, back in October of last year, <laughs> Spawn creator uh, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Announced Blumhouse was still on board the Spawn ship. Uh, blah blah blah. That they've got people. Todd, yeah, they've Todd got people Blue. directing Ugh. it. Jamie Fox is still attached to, to play Spawn. Uh, we haven't heard anything about it. Nothing. Todd can, Todd can keep gluing as many feathers as he wants. It's never going to fly. Right. 
So uh, Jason Blum had a, a chat with comicbook.com and he says, quote, I would I would say you have a lot to hope for because it's in very, very active development. What needs to happen is that my fellow friends, the writers in the studios need to figure out their differences and get back to writing. But we've got a great group of folks putting it together. My hope is that the movie, my prediction is maybe we'll actually see a Spawn movie in 2025. No promises, but that's my prediction. Oh my god! Do you, do you know when this movie was first, like the Jamie Fox Bond movie, was first talked about? Oh, announced? it had to, it had to be at least two years ago. It had to be. It was a long time ago. I think it's, I was think it was longer like, than that. Like twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ten years ago. Oh boy. We'll get it when we get Told it. Told you. Look, Over they're the trying. They're trying to glue fe- feathers to this thing, man. It's never going to take off. <laughs> Look, I think there is a world where you have an awesome Spawn movie, because Spawn's cool. Like the com- the comics are edgy and like you know whatever the, the comics are what the comics are, but like Spawn is cool, man. He's got a cool cape and like there's fire and stuff. Like you can do something awesome with Spawn. If Venom was a huge hit, Spawn will be a absolutely. Huge there's yeah. no the Venom team. I don't know why is it so hard. Come on, it, yeah, seriously, it's Spawn. It I know a, Blumhouse only makes cheap on... movies, but like shell out a little bit more and just get it made. They should do it as a uh, series on Amazon. Yeah, I think an Amazon sponsor series would just like, so no one will watch it. it. Like eat it. Oh yeah, there you go. It'd be good Incredible. though. Probably you have a good budget. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. We so good. My last two bits of news here is we have two uh, trailers. Um. Both are. Well, both are a horror, of course. So the first one is going to be something completely out of left field in that. I hadn't heard about it until today. Uh, it's a Russian horror film, a controversial Russian horror film called Empire V. So it is a sci-fi horror film that is going to be debuting at the Fantasia Festival this year, which we've, we've been mentioning recently because lots of these horror movies I've been talking about are going to be debuting at Fantasia. Um, but the why this movie is controversial is this movie has been made since uh, a year ago. It's a parody of modern Russian society being controlled by vampires. And the movie was supposed to be released by Sony in Russia in 2022. However, a week before it was released, Putin pulled it from the theaters. And Uh. yeah. And there's a, there's a popular Russian rapper named Oxymiron. Oxymiron. I don't, I, I respect to that man. I don't know. Um, uh, anyway, he, he has been declared a foreign agent by the Kremlin due to his anti-war stance and the views expressed in the movie. Um, so anyway, so this is a very, uh, this is, this is the movie Putin doesn't want you to see, but anyway, so it is a Russian vampire movie and we got the trailer. What did y'all think? Uh, I mean, I was as it was going. The first like minute of this trailer is pretty standard, and you're like, okay, it looks like a, a underworld's uh, right, vampire right. movie. And then I start seeing visuals for like visuals are so the outer wild. Room. Yeah, like what am I seeing? Like I'm seeing like cathedrals in like interstellar space, and like it's right. red. And like what am I? Four stars, great. <laughs> what do you think, Dylan? I don't know if it looks good, but it, I'm interested to see it. Like, I want to watch it. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't know if this movie is going to be any good or not, but it looks exciting. 
I'm just tired yeah. of like you know we're all tired of like the the same movie over and over again. You know this looks yes. like unique. Like did you ever they should see... market it like the like um if it's like the movie Russia doesn't want you to see it's like what's that like North Korea movie that came out remember right. and that was like really the interview. bad. Yeah, right. They market it like that. That well, one was successful. It's, for that it's like reason. this is obviously a big, nearly twenty year throwback. But there's a movie in 2004 called Night Watch. Should either of you see that one? No, it's, no. An, it's another vampire. It's a Russian vampire movie, uh, directed by Timur mm, something. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's Russian. The guy that it's, didn't it's tough. I don't know. Uh, maybe, okay. but either way, um, that movie is what turned me on to like Russian genre filmmaking. And that movie is so visually interesting. There's so much going on in that movie. And then I've seen several other Russian horror and sci-fi movies since then. And the directors over there are just taking like wild choices. The movies are not always great. <laughs> um, like there was that Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff that was bad. But you oh, know what? Yeah. There was some, <laughs> it was fun to watch. The Guardians? Yes. Yeah. Called? But so like in Nightwatch, one thing I'll always point about with Nightwatch is that it's a vampire movie. And the the subtitles are like a piece of art in the film where like, you know, the subtitles are on the screen and somebody gets plunged into like a bathtub and they start like floating away or (laughs) think the letters are floating away. Like you never see the subtitles in a film played with as part of this as part of the art in the film. And this movie looks kind of gives me that kind of vibe of like, what am I looking at? (laughs) So I have no idea if there's going to be any good. Go look at the trailer to see what we're talking about. I think. It's definitely worth a look. You're going to be boots on the ground when this thing comes out, though. So oh, I, oh I yeah. I mean, I, if, if it's in yeah. theaters here, I'll be surprised. But uh, I feel like I'll be picking up the Arrow home video in about a year. But um, <laughs> anyway, the last trailer I've got here is for a film coming out this September from Neon. Um, the debut feature film director directed by Bishal Dutta, uh, the Indian filmmaker. It's called It Lives Inside. And we got a trailer and a poster. Here is the poster for the chat. Um, The plot here. uh, Sam is desperate to fit in at school, rejecting her Indian culture and family to be like everyone else. When the mythological demon spirit latches onto her former best friend, she must come to terms with her heritage in order to defeat it. Um, I So the first 30 seconds of this trailer, I thought it was going to be pretty lame. And I really liked it. I, I thought this, I thought it really hit the ground running. I really dug this trailer. What'd y'all think about it? It looks, it looks really interesting. It looks like the, um, the visuals of, of what is inside this jar are it's, I'm curious on how they're going to do a broken jar like that. And I, I don't know the, the monster scary too. itself. Yeah. It does look really creepy. The monster itself looks pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. The eyes, the eyes. What'd you, the what'd you think about it? Don't, I thought it looked really good. I like that. I don't know. It looks like just like a fresh take, but it does look. It looks like a fresh take mixed with like kind of a the standard trope, standard story that we've right. seen before. So mm-hmm. I'm like hoping that it has a big payoff, you know, because that's always what so, these movies hinge on is like a big reveal payoff. So there, there's an inter- there's an interview here, uh, and people have already seen it because it debuted at South by. Um, But they said that the final reel um, delivers some solid scares and great creature work while still managing to ratchet up the tension and maintaining character and story integrity. Um, They're just really put the movie over. So I'm Mm. looking forward to it. It's coming out September. Hopefully we get to see it. Um, But that's it. Um, Let's hear about those tabletop events. 
it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Indiana Jones 5, The Dial of Destiny. And fair warning, spoilers. We will be spoiling the movie. If you care about what happens in in this movie, there is stuff to be spoiled. Don't listen. Go watch the movie first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you, and if you don't care, you know, all right, what's up? Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Let's do our hype levels first. So I'll we'll save Matt for last. Um, Dylan, what was your hype level for this movie? Um, I thought the trailer was pretty strong. I think we talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. so that made me a little bit more excited. But then, uh, it I saw the lukewarm reaction, and it kind of made me uh less hype for it. And then, like just the day going into it, I was like not looking forward to seeing it. So I was in the right headspace to see, you know, even if it was bad, like not like just medium to be pleasantly surprised, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's where I was at. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so I'm not, I've only ever seen the first Indiana Jones film. I've never seen two, You're three missing or out. four. You're missing um, out. It's not my genre. Like I don't uh. love chasing action movies, you know, <laughs> it's not like my favorite thing. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't love a chasing, but Anyway, uh, I was not really looking forward to seeing it, if I'm completely honest. Um, seeing the lukewarm reactions, like Dylan said, did prep me for, you know, mm-hmm. having a better experience. So what about you, Matt? I So I'm a huge, not a huge Indiana Jones fan. I'm a, I'm a above average uh, Indiana Jones fan. Okay. And I even love, I like Crystal Skull more than Temple of Doom. I'm one of those weird people. Oh wow! So going going into this, I was good for you. I, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was looking forward to it, uh, and I knew. I feel like no matter what you do with Indiana Jones, it's going to be de- de- uh, divisive. You're going to have something where you're going to have it. It's going to split the crowd pretty fifty fifty. So hearing the lukewarm reactions, but hearing the reactions from other uh, sources, having it be positive, I kind of knew what i should expect and and i enjoyed myself so yeah good okay so yeah um i this is i didn't get to see it in dolby unfortunately showtimes didn't work out Mm -hmm. um i saw it at regular theater same yeah but you Mm -hmm. know it is what it is but i saw (laughs) that you know we had luxury loungers so that was a win Um, there you go so let's 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 kick it off with the the returning cast 
Um, well, actually, you know what? Let's kick it off with Matt's favorite thing that he told me about this morning. I talked to you a little bit. The you like that opening scene a lot, right? Like so. Yeah. What what is the plot of this movie, Matt? So the plot of the movie. So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is about a former Nazi who defected after World War II through Operation Paperclip to become a NASA scientist who, after getting on the moon, wants to conquer time with a dial made by Archimedes. Of destiny? Yes. Yes. A dial of destiny, if you will. If you will. If you will. Um, That he has been – he had proposed to the Fuhrer in World War II to set back to go back in time and and not invade Poland and start a different war or start the war and win the war. And, uh, so Indiana Jones has to stop uh, this, this evil Nazi scientist. Who is Mads Mikkelsen? Who is expertly Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah. Mads Mikkelsen's great in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, he can play villains all the live long day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, here we are with another Indiana Jones movie with, uh, or here we are with another um, de-aging right from the jump too. So like they start off with a big action p- uh, piece during World War II yes. of, of Indy first encountering the Dial of Destiny. And it is very heavy on the de-aging. And I would say distractingly so. There's if, it, if it's just me. that look really good. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah I'm with you. When, they're not, when he's not moving and talking it's all it's like oh it's it's acceptable but when he's mm-hmm. you know delivering dialogue and like moving around and stuff yeah. it looks like a playstation game there's one shot that looked really really good yeah it's well i mean there were sort of like more shots yeah but there was yeah so the one percent yeah. looked real cool yeah i i yeah it's it's they unfortunate were, i respect how ambitious they were because it was like a long sequence, you it, know, it, it and was. they really committed to it. Yeah, but like I just don't get why we're still here. Like, I don't know. They, they still haven't mastered it, and there's still going to be someone on YouTube who's going to make it look better once the movie comes out. <laughs> um, actually, I know they hired that guy who did the Star the deep Wars fake stuff. Deep fakes, yeah. They <laughs> like they literally hired him. Um, so like, I guess he dropped the ball. I don't know. I'm glad it was only like the first part of the movie because it was distracting for me, but I, yeah, he I'm, made no effort to hide it either. It was like well lit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the face. Just like, like damn. Right up in dark there. and far away. Yeah. <laughs> hide him. Make him stand up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> With his um, old man voice. <laughs> they yeah, didn't they do anything to disguise that. They should have Why is that. Indiana Jones talking like this? <laughs> like Yikes! Would you like to have a little lie down? <laughs> right. You know what? They couldn't. I mean, what in Doctor Sleep? Right. They mm. they just recast for flashback scenes of Scatman Crothers and other people, and that was great. And that's where fine. was Alden Ehrenreich? Was he busy? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that had been really cool. That had been that had been cool if they had they had shown all the promo stuff in the trailers, and you never saw the the bag get taken off his head. And that's the and like that's the first shot of the movie. And if you take it off and it's Alden Ironreich there, and you're like, oh, and you're kind of going through this action sequence uh, and he's playing, <laughs> that'd have been really cool. I, I would have appreciated that. I mean, I think I I I am definitely team recast, um, as for things like that. Like I the de aging, unless you're going to spend a significant amount of money, 
it's not going to be it. And with the way they're handling VFX these days, they're not going to spend a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. They want to get it done as cheaply as possible. Um, they're probably going to get an AI to do it next time. Um, <laughs> Jeez. And even AI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even the AI. That's who wrote but, the movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, so anyway, so we get this big opening scene, and then we move on to the, the actual plot of the film. Professor Indiana Jones, or what's his real name? Henry Jones. Henry Jones. Hank, Junior. if you will. Um, <laughs> Hank. Uh, <laughs> Henry Jones uh, is retiring. Hank Jones. Someone, Hank needed, Jones. someone needs to call him Hank. And how come, that how come no great. one calls him Hank? Come on. That'd be great. Anyway, uh, he's retiring and he gets he gets met up by Phoebe Waller-Bridge to yes. uh, go on another adventure. Her father, he's great. her father was a scientist that... Indy was trying to help escape the Nazis in the opening sequence. Right. And is the kid's godfather. Right. And let, let's talk about now. I think we can transition to performances. So what do we think about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? I thought she was really, she, I think she really did a lot of heavy lifting in this movie and sort of carried scenes along. When are we getting her Disney plus series? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Damn. I loved her. I loved her. Yeah, I thought she saved the movie for me. I was more engaged every time she was on screen. Um, I mm-hmm. her, her relationship with Indiana Jones was like what made me at all interested in anything that was happening. You know, um, I thought she sold the action pretty well. I thought she her like brand of humor fit really well within this kind of like <laughs> a different story than what happened in Solo. You know, um, mm-hmm. this was like a better fit for her. Kind of like the Bond movies that she like had a little hand in writing. You know, yeah. Um, I wish there was a little bit more of her stamp on this. I don't think she wrote the movie or any of it. Um, but they should have like, I feel like they should have done what they did with Bond and brought her in to like rewrite a little bit of it. I think that would have like added some flavor, but um, she probably punched up her own stuff on set. Yeah, there was her like all her own scenes. It seemed like very natural like, and... in her, in her voice. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I'd want to see a spin. I mean, I guess it would be cool. As long as it's good. I love her so much. I love Fleabag. So I don't want to see her in something bad. (laughs) Yeah, it would depend on what you'd want to do. It depend if you want to do it in like the 70s or keep it in the 60s before as a prequel to this. So I I would love to see it. I think you you could take a dive with this character and have some fun. I agree. Um, so how do we feel about Harrison Ford in the movie? He cares about this character and it shows he does. He definitely cares about this more than he cares about Han Solo. Oh, for sure. True. Though that, that being said, let's not take away his performance as Han Solo in force awakens is still very good for that character. I I agree. I mean, he, he, I wouldn't say he phoned it in force awakens, but like Mm -hmm. that, it's a whole nother uh, thing here, but but I think he was great. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was okay in this. I don't think he was bad or anything like that. I think he was fine. He was, was the same. It was, yeah, he was, this, it was cool to see a new dynamic to like, for like a real broken indie where is in the last one, he wasn't like a, a shattered old soul. He was kind of just winding down. Whereas this, he is just like a defeated man when we meet him. Yeah. 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 I, I thought his performance was good. I was, I do feel like he phones it in sometimes, so I was worried that that would happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think he coasts on just being as charismatic as he is because sometimes it's hard to tell if they're a good actor if they're just charismatic, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. I think he's both, actually. Um, but I'm not like a big Harrison Ford fan at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't get me to go see a movie. But um, I thought I thought he was a little bit let down by the script in that um, they had a big emotional payoff for him at the end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, they didn't... I, I wish they had touched on it a little bit more throughout the movie. There was one scene between him and um, Helena where they kind of talked about, like, where he stands in his life right now. But I wish yeah. like, he had spent more time, like, with the turmoil of, like, him feeling like he has no one in life, you know? I thought that was, like, potentially really interesting, but then it was just kind of like a... It felt like an afterthought at the end. You know what I mean? Right. But, so I, I would have liked to see him, like, give him something to like really chew into you know but it was just more like i'm cool i'm not upset with my life until the very end where he you know we got to see the payoff but he did as well as he could have i think with this so no complaint no complaints with mr ford right absolutely um i think i think he was all right i think um what what do we say here people are gonna be mad about that about what saying harrison ford is all right I mean, I don't know. I think, I think he's, I think that's, that's about accurate. I think he was, he was all right. Like, I don't think, I don't think he's winning any awards here. I was talking with one of our listeners about Harrison Ford and I was like, um, is it okay to say I'm not like a fan of him? Like, is this a safe space? And he was like, no, he's the, like, he's an amazing actor. He's like, all right, I'll see myself out. I'm sorry. I can (laughs) see I'm not, this isn't the, the time or place. Um, that's the common that's like the prevailing opinion on him though you know he's like everyone's cool uncle i feel like for a whole generation <laughs> for sure for sure um i think what about mads the other the other big person he was in the fine movie? he was eating up the scenery i like him a lot i i just yeah. i just really like mads he he's he's, he's, he's again he's yeah he is kind of mustache twirly yeah, it's absolutely. His, he does these move the it's his like I need a check movie, you know, and I can't blame him and he's it's, good at it. So it's like, funny because like he's so good, like and like he can give you such depth and range in something like Hannibal and then just be like, haha, I'm the bad guy. I am Nazi. Yes. <laughs> he has villain face. Yeah. He does have villain face. He does, yeah, absolutely. Um uh, did y'all see this in a like a packed theater? Yeah. I was I was alone. Not alone. I had like a people like not a big, not a big. Yeah, crowd. I, mine was pretty small, but I will say people popped when um, what's his name showed up. The returning cast, uh, John Reese Davis. Oh, Sala. Yeah, Sala. What <laughs> people in my in my theater went <gasps> like there was oh, a bunch of old people nice. who I guess hadn't seen the trailer, didn't know yeah, he was in it probably. But um, so that's cool, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't care, but I mean, good for good for them. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it was it was cool to see him back. Yeah, um, I thought um, she had like a small role, but her name's Seanette Renee Wilson. Oh, she I liked her Mason. a lot. I Mason. thought she was like really cool. She really popped. I want to see more. Of her I, I wanted else. more of that character. It's like she's yeah. way more interesting than these losers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> think they were gonna kill her, and then yeah, oh, it's their first movie. Oh, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at her credits now. Yeah, I assume we'll see more of her. This is like yeah, she looks really cool. To lead to more. And I like Boyd Holbrook a lot, always. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
as was he he was playing the Clover, same character Clover. from Logan. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's always the same too. Well, no, he's a little <laughs> bit different than Sandman, but um What what about the kid? Teddy. Eh. I thought that he was kind of annoying. Uh, a little bit. It, they were trying to go for short round. And I think they missed a little bit. You mean he was a little bit kid in an Indiana Jones movie style? <laughs> yeah. 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 So fair enough. He, he, so he had to get taken at some point. Right. You know, <laughs> of course. So let's, let's talk about what didn't work for you in this movie. Cause I'll tell you what, I, I'll start. What didn't work for me is, um, I, as I stated already, there's a lot of chase scenes in this movie. <laughs> I counted. Yeah. There's five in the first hour and 20 minutes. And I was just it like, is Indiana right. Jones, Michael. I, I understand. I know, I know what I'm getting into. Like, I know I'm at Indiana Jones five. I know there's going to be a lot of, dun, 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah. got, I got it. Like, <laughs> you know, but like, yeesh. Uh, <laughs> um, well, can we not? Like, I have the same complaint, but not that it, like it's chases but like i feel like in the first they were obviously hit or miss but in the first two thirds it was a little bit like um derivative and not yes. like too i wasn't like on mm-hmm. the edge of my seat like i feel like i should have been you know right i was like can we get done with this part so we can get back to the I, talking i didn't Which i was not, not how you should not, not how you should be in an Indiana right Jones i was mm-hmm. not really engaged with this movie until the third act which i think is the best part of the movie for me um, okay what about you, Matt? Did you did you I, like what, what? Is there anything that didn't work for you? I really felt the length of this one. Yeah, I it, was long, it was man. I wish it was a little shorter. I, you could two, cut two and a half hours. Yeah, you could have cut a little bit of the the stuff in the middle. I think that first act, I really I really liked everything leading up to the chase in New York City, because he, you need that intro of Indy and you need to see where he's at and where he stands and all that stuff was perfect. And I loved the little interaction with him and. Helena Shaw in the classroom when they're going back and forth. But uh, yeah, the second act, it drags a tad. Um, the third act, I'm I, I'm happy that they committed to the fully bonkers idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, Full we're, send. We're, we're doing time travel? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do Full it. Full send. Absolutely. And yeah, I agree with Matt, though. I think this movie's runtime did it a, did it a pretty big disservice. I think like this could have mm-hmm. been... 45 minutes to an hour shorter i think it did not need a third of the content studios should not be afraid to make hour and 45 minute action movies like yeah. like they they shouldn't feel the need to make a two and a half hour epic like every like i love tight 90 minute action movies you get in get out dread you get in you get out you're done right well, um, especially because it just felt so repetitive because it was like two parties chasing an item and like one mm-hmm. one of them would get it and then the other one would get it and the other one would get it. And, you know, it was just like going back and forth and it just felt like they, they could have. Um, We're doing this again. Not only, yeah, cut out a couple of the, the sequences, but also found a more inventive way for them to like fight over it. You know what I mean? Other yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I. I... <laughs> I love these movies and it's, it's hard for me to be like, I, I think this one's the, a weaker entry because of the length and because of the, the middle section that kind of drags a little bit, but I'm still, I still enjoyed myself. So. But the end though. The end was a lot of fun. Thoroughly I enjoyed it. You know, I love third, that. third act was the best part of the movie for me. 
I'm like, this is great. This is this is not what I expected them to actually. Oh, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are oh, meeting yeah. Archimedes. Hell yeah. yeah! Like, let's. The, I love that the Romans thought it was they were dragons. Like, that's great. Yeah, the second the second they were we were in Archimedes' tomb and they saw his tomb that had propellers on the phoenix, and I was just like, huh? He's got a watch and, on. Oh my god! It like, oh, dude, that was so. That was so. That cool. was cool. It was really cool. That was so cool. Um, I liked I liked that that last bit of the movie. I thought that was good. Um, mm-hmm. Leading up to it, I was like, "Please don't go to present day, please." And I was like, "I better not do that." I was worried for a second, but then... I had a thought. I had a. I was I was wondering if they're going to do this because when Indy and Toby Jones jump off the train in the opening sequence, there's a third splash in the background. I thought that was going to be a time traveling Indy making sure that the Dial of Destiny stays hidden in the lake. Oh wow. That would have been wild. Yeah. The third act was him trying to meet up with his, not meet up with his youngest, like back to the future too. You can't interfere with <laughs> Marty. Right. But you got to do something outside of that. But Marty's doing something parallel to your, your thing. So just throwing a bunch of Indiana Joneses at that point. You can have the Blade, Blade Runner Harrison Ford show up from the future. You know, because I'm curious. Yeah. Go. How did how did Maz Mickelson's character survive getting hit in the face by that Dude, thing in the opening? He, that, that's what I'm that saying. That was like, weird. That he was got weird. Obliterated by that signpost. <laughs> he didn't have a scar. Yeah. An absolute rocket, just like right to the face. And he <laughs> oh, just man. he ate. He got, like, so if you he got hereditary, if, it, he did. Yeah. If you haven't seen this. He is they're on a train going full speed and Maz is Maz is stationary. Man's head collides with a signpost. Oh yeah. That's game. That's oh, yeah. that's that's ball game. But he shows up, you know, in uh the seventies is like, hey, what's up? I'm good. I'm fine. I feel like part of his face was gonna be missing or something. Yeah, give me a Harvey yeah. Dent or something. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of this movie that's on the cutting room floor. Which is crazy. This movie More is so long. Should have been. I yeah, feel like kidding. we got. I feel like we got a lot of stuff that's cut out of this thing. I really hope they release deleted scenes. Very curious to see if there's another cut of this movie. Interesting. Well, let's let's go ahead and rate this thing. Um, so, if you are unfamiliar, we rate a zero point five to five. Uh, that is the letterboxed scale. Um, I am going to give this movie a three, uh, which is more than I expected to give it going in. But that third act really sold me. Okay. Look at that. Yeah, it was all right. I I also gave it a three for basically the same reasons. Um, wouldn't revisit, but oh yeah, have I have a bad time watching. I'm never going to watch this again, but like, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will actually give this a three as well. Um, hey, okay. I like this. I like this. Uh, it fits in with the Indiana Jones films. I honestly, here's the crazy, crazy thing me. Still prefer Crystal Skull over this and Temple of Doom. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Crystal Skull is planted firmly in the middle of my uh, my ranking of Indiana Jones films. Rip to that? Dead Child of Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's off that screen sucked. killed. Well, that sucked. Can't bring him back. Yeah. No. Well, cool to see Karen Allen though. Yeah, that was cool that she came, that, that, that they got her back in there. That emotional, that was a very well done scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't stick around. Was there post credits? I assume no, there was. No. Okay, I just left. Indy will return. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not, they're not making that promise. 
But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. This is Matt. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.